This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So a good question for all investors to ask themselves is, what kind of investor are you? Because that goes a long way towards uncovering your proper investing strategy, uh, the, the kind of strategy you should be following, because not everybody follows the same kind of an investing strategy because people are different personalities and have different interests. So recently, I got a call from a friend who wanted to talk about her portfolio. So I do get this pretty often. They call me up, they, we chat about something else, and then they're like, well, about my investments. Um, but she had recently gotten a divorce, so she wanted advice on how to grow her money faster. She kept mentioning faster, and she felt she had fallen behind in her savings now that she had to split up her assets with her husband, and she kept emphasizing that quickness to me. Now, on the flip side, I also recently got asked by a friend um, what stock I would buy if I knew I had to hold it for the next five years. In the investing universe, of course, five years is forever. The average hold for a stock is now definitely under three years. I saw one article that said it was like a little over two years. So think about how long that is. It may seem long, but that really is, say, you bought a stock right after Donald Trump won the presidential election in 2016, and you basically already sold that because that's over two years ago. So this is not very long. It's at an all-time low. And part of the reason for that is because the there's just much ease it's just much easier to trade now. Before there was E-Trade and TD Ameritrade and all the online trading platforms in even the 1980s, 1990s, you had to pay big fees to buy and sell. Um, and you had to go through a big firm broker. You had to do it in these big lots. You couldn't just buy like one or two shares. No, <laughs> because there were big fees attached. You had to buy them in in the blocks of like 25. So you had to buy, buy yourself 50 shares or even a hundred shares of a stock. So it was just simply too difficult to jump in and out before the internet. Plus you didn't really know what your stock was doing. You had to look at the stock tickers that were in the newspaper the next day. So it was like from the prior day in the newspaper. Obviously now you can buy and sell for basically free on apps like Robinhood or super low price on various other platforms. So many um, investors just never had the experience of having to buy and hold for multiple years, like five or six years, because it's just so easy to buy and sell now. But I bring this up because there is, you know, a difference between these two types of investing styles of uh, my friend who's getting the divorce, who wants the quickness and like, I want to make money really quickly and um, just fast. That's all her phrasing. And the other one who's like, oh, tell me what you would hold for five years. That's much more the Warren Buffett style of investing because he has mentioned you know, that he likes to buy companies that if you held for multiple years or you bought them, you went to sleep somehow or you weren't paying any attention to that company for multiple years. But when you went in to check in on them, you know, three to five years later, 
you wouldn't find like total devastation in their business, basically. Those are the types of companies he likes to hold. So it, these definitely have these themes and I like to put names on them. So the friend who wanted the quick results, that's kind of what I like to call the hair style of investing on the tor- tortoise and the hair. The hair is the quick way to get to the finish line, basically. It's go big or go home. So this investor likes the latest in thing, um, whether or not that's the the new IPO, the hot tech name in the up and coming like AI industry or the pot stock, anything that's kind of on the cutting edge, the big glamour stocks that everybody is talking about and everybody owns the products of. That would be this style, the hair investing. Hair investing is about the future and they want to be in the middle of it. Now, many times hair investors are, as you might imagine, really just growth investors. So that's another name for it. But they, this style looks for the big earnings, the big revenue growth and the fastness of it. And obviously, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, the hares have been winning the race. The last few years has been all about the fastness, the growth style, and the hares have have been off and running. So the Vanguard S&P 500 growth ETF, that's what I looked at to look at the growth versus the value in the S&P 500. That ticker is VOOG, if you're interested in just owning the ETF. That ETF is up 26% over the last two years. And that is versus 14.9 for just the regular S&P 500. So quite considerably above just even the regular S&P 500. Now compare that to the Vanguard S&P 500 value ETF. That ticker is, you might guess this one, V-O-O-V. So the other one had the G at the end for growth. This one has the V at the end for value. This difference is even greater, as I just said. We know it's been underperforming, but that ETF has returned just 4.2% in the last two years, again, versus 26%. So 22% difference in the growth versus the value ETF alone over the last two years. And you can see why the hairs, um, that's where the popular people are. And that's why everybody's been interested in the hairstyle of investing. And by the way, just a little tidbit, I chose the Vanguard as an example here. You could do other types of ETFs. There's definitely other companies that have the growth and the value S&P 500 ETFs. But um, just to celebrate John Bogle and his life, because he just passed away, the original founder of Vanguard, Um, I chose the Vanguard ETFs. They do have among the lowest of the fees. That's what made it famous. So um, rest in peace, John Bogle. He he was a great contributor to the mom and pop investing world. Um, And I encourage you to check out his books too. He's written 10 books. A recent one, in fact, was in 2018. But um, some of those are very good for the mom and pop investors as well. Hey, maybe I should do a whole podcast on him. But let's switch back um, to our topic. So 
we'd covered the hair and obviously the other side is the tortoise. And that is obviously more akin to the value investing side. The slow and steady wins the race. That's the whole point of the story, right? Tortoise versus the hare. Hare wants to get there quick, wants to kind of take the shortcuts, all of that. Tortoise just kind of goes along, um, is mocked by the hare, ends up winning in the end, of course. But right now, Tortoise is not winning. But these investors are comfortable buying companies that aren't in the spotlight, the ones that most of us would consider, you know, boring stocks or companies. A lot of them, like a lot of times when I mention the insurance companies on this podcast, I'm like, yeah, I know insurance, but that is a classic tortoise style investing type of company. Um, But as I said, it's been hard going the last two years and even the last uh, five years and patience has been key for the tortoise. But most likely... You already know what kind of investor you are because you really can't be both of these. You could be one and have some traits of the other, but you really can't be both because you don't, you know, you normally have an inclination to either be on the fast side or um, you like the slow and steady. And there's no right answer to what type of investor you are. So don't feel like, oh, you know, I really am attracted to the latest IPO, I'm go- but I'm going to try to make myself into the tortoise type of investor. No, you should n- figure out which one you are and which one you're drawing to. And then you should try to maximize what you're doing with that investing style. Of course, this is the Value Investor Podcast, so I tend to lean towards the tortoise style of investing, and that is where I feel most comfortable. But we've talked about growth before on this podcast, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it right now because, um, as I said, there's no right or wrong answer. There's no right or wrong type of investing you should be doing. You should just be investing. So let's take a look at the hottest stocks that are in each of these investing styles because um, there is a lot going on still. So for those who are more inclined to the hair style of investing and you want to be in some stocks and not just the indexes, I ran a couple screens to find out what is going on in the growth side. What are the hottest stocks over there? So I originally ran a screen that looked for only Zach's number one ranks. And I looked for a style score of A, which is the highest of the Zach style scores. um, And that's for growth. And then I looked for 20% or greater EPS growth in the future. So that's pretty uh, bullish there, 20% when we aren't really seeing that in the overall S&P 500 right now. Um, We are seeing growth still in earnings, but not the double digits like that, the 20%. So I didn't get many stocks, as you might imagine, because I'm only looking for the number ones here. But um, out of 18 stocks, I did see that Crocs is in there. So Crocs, ticker uh, C-R-O-X, not the C, like the name X at the end. And they make the fashion shoes, I should say. Um, Crocs were super popular a couple of years ago. Then they went out of favor. Everybody said no to the plastic type of shoes. And now they're back in. Now they've been in GQ and celebrities are wearing them again. So Crocs is back in. Um, some of this is already known out there. These shares are up 127% in the last year. So yeah, think about that one. This is fast. That's why it's a hair. 
Um, you want to get there fast. So up 127%. It's trading now at 28 times, but as a, a growth investor looking for those quick gains, then you don't really care so much what it's trading at, um, but you're looking at these other things. Um, past performance, obviously, is no, not indicative of the future, So, but this one, high flyer, and it's got the good Zach's rank. I ended up running a, sep a second screen because I was a little curious to see what else I could get if I expanded it with number twos. I also threw in some industry rank in there, the top 50% of industry rank and sales growth. Um, this time I wanted some sales growth over 20%. That's that's just as hard as getting the earnings. And I got some interesting companies on this screen too, including a retailer, Five Below. That's the one where everything is $5 and under, but it it uh, mainly focuses on like teens, teens and tweens type of shoppers, but obviously anyone can go there. And the ticker is five, F-I-V-E. I've mentioned it before on at least one of the podcasts and it's still high flyer. It um, is up big this year as well. I think it was up over 50%. For some reason, I didn't write it down, but I was looking at the chart. So real good returns with five below two. PE is now 44 there. So you're, again, you're not getting it cheap, but that's not what we're looking for. Full year 2019 sales up 21% and then another um, 18% in 2020. Oh, I see here. One year return, 76%. So yeah, it was definitely up over 50, 76% for a retailer when everybody is fleeing the retailers. So this definitely has the hair uh, feel to it. Earnings expected to be up 48% in 2019 and another 18% in 2020. So um, real strong numbers across the board, earnings and sales with five below. Now, what about the tortoise type of stocks? I did like basically the flip side of the screen that I just did on the growth for the value with the ones and twos. This one looked for style scores of A's or B's, also industry rank top top 50%. And um, I got some interesting stocks in this one too. One of the ones I got that was a retailer. So we had that high growth um, retailer five below on the growth side. And then I got J Jill on the value side. This is a women's apparel retailer. Apparel has been really struggling and it's been up or down. This chart is all over the place. It's like smaller cap stock. So it goes up for a while when everybody has like hope and then it gets slammed down if they, you know, don't uh, report quite as good earnings in a quarter or they were having some troubles with like, uh, it was like inventory and stocking issues one quarter, I remember. So just as a warning, this is value. So we're going to get uh, companies where people are fleeing. Street isn't liking it as much. This one is a PE of just 8.4. So you can see the difference, the reflection from five below at 44 times. This one, J. Jill at eight times. Peg is 0.8. So we do have some growth there. Uh, one year, these shares are down 31%. So again, opposite flip side of the hair type of investing. And stock is trading under $6 right now. So um, under 10, and that also adds to the volatility. We're not getting an earnings report on this one until March. So 
could continue to be volatile as investors are a little nervous right now about retail in general, except maybe not five below. <laughs> Some retailers, not all. Um, okay, switching over to another value pick, and that would be AbbVie, the big drug pharmaceutical company. ABBV is the ticker there. Again, this is the flip side of the story on the growth side. So one year, these shares are down 16.5%. So got going a little out of favor here. And um, but cheap PE is 9.9. It also has a great peg of 0.9%. So it's got both the cheapness and a growth component. This one pays nice dividend yield, yielding 4.9% right now. Um, so they haven't reported earnings yet reporting on January 25th. So we're going to find out more then. But some of the big drug companies are coming up in these value screens a lot right now. And this is one of them that we haven't really seen in the last year, but is now showing up. So AbbVie, ABBV. So these are just, um, it's interesting to put the tortoise and the hare side by side like this. I haven't done this on the show before. I either covered some growth names that maybe had some value, or I asked if they had value, like the fangs, are these value stocks yet? Um, or I've just covered the value stocks. But here you can definitely see the difference. And as as an investor, like I said, as a listener here, you should be choosing one or the other. You should be like, oh, I got to go look at um, Crocs. I got to look at that chart. Oh, five below, that sounds really interesting. Or you should be like, wow, 44 times that's crazy or that stock's up 127% in just the last year. No way I'm touching that. Then you know what type of investing style you are. You know if you're the hare or the tortoise. And remember, like I said, there's nothing wrong with being one or the other. Um, historically, the small cap value has been the best performer. That has not been the case the last several years. They've taken their lumps in a big way. I just gave the the differences between the S&P 500 growth and value stocks, and that's the big cap. It's even more striking on the small cap. But uh, these things do go in cycles, as I've said. So, And isn't that part of the point of the, tur the tortoise and the hare story is that it seems like the hare should be winning that easily, but the tortoise comes up in the end. So... Um, that's something we're going to keep watching as 2019 moves forward, like what is going on with the growth stocks versus the value and can the value stocks come back in favor. But um, we're watching all of this, as I said, closely and a lot is going on in the value area, but we're getting some of these new names now that we haven't seen for a while like AbbVie because I, don't, I know I have never mentioned AbbVie on the podcast um, at least in the, in the last year, if, if maybe ever. So um, we're getting some of these names that are coming down with these great PEs under 10 with that one. And I'm going to be watching these, these growth stocks to see if there's any kind of uh, pullback in those and maybe the growth investors can get in at a little bit better price too. So let's recap all the tickers today. Um, if you're interested in just the ETFs, those S&P 500 Vanguard ETFs are out there and that makes it easy if you just want a big chunk of either the growth or the value. So the growth one was VOOG, Value Vanguard ETF. This is the S&P 500 is VOOV. And then we had a couple growth stocks, Crocs, C-R-O-X on the shoe side. Then we had five below. F-I-V-E in retail and on value, we had the drug company, 
ABBV for ABV, and J. Jill is the retail that seems a little bit riskier here, but definitely in the value areas, people are fleeing apparel retailers once again. That's J. Jill. Ticker is just Jill, J-I-L-L. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode as I'll be covering, um, as I said, a lot of interesting things this year. And I do intend to get my hands on the Intelligent Investor, that uh, Benjamin Graham book. And I think I'm going to do, when things slow down maybe a little bit towards the summer, um, some recaps on that book Uh, maybe like a cheat sheet on the book, whether or not you should read the book, um, what you can learn from the book, that kind of thing. Because I know a lot of you have tried to read the book and you're just too bored or you just couldn't make it through. I'm with you on that. It was been years since I've even looked at it. I have to order a new copy because they do update it with more up-to-date examples in it. And um, I need to get my hands on the latest one too. I'm, I'm a little dreading it, but but we'll see. We'll see um, how it goes. It, it might be better if I'm actually covering it for all of you and I'm looking at it with some new eyes. So you don't want to miss a single episode. Get us on SoundCloud. Um, we're there over there with Zach's Market Edge. We've had some good Market Edge podcasts recently, including on the pot stocks. So you can get two for one over there. And then you can also get us as a standalone. We're on Spotify. I know a lot of you are on Spotify now following us. That's great. And we're also on Apple Podcasts as a standalone show or under the Zach's Market Edge over there too. But somewhere you can get us and make sure you subscribe. And I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. <laughs>